Is it hitting your beard? Maybe. Is it that is close? It, is it all up in your beard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm using my well, I'm using my uh, my phone head headphones. So. Is it all over your beard? <laughs> Do you want it to be? I'm clipping that. That's a clip. <laughs> <laughs> this is being recorded. Katie ASMR. <laughs> I was I was just thinking that. I was like, oh my god. Katie ASMR. <laughs> Thirteen ten. I got it. I'm clipping Spice it. There you go. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook plus two Audible originals and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash thatgeekshow. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iOS, Android, Sonos, Kindle, and Alexa-enabled devices. Hey everybody, welcome back to That Geek Show. I'm Eric Lucas, your host. Uh, I'm joined today by a few guests. We're going to be talking Spider-Man Far From Home and Stranger Things. So without further ado, let's get right into it. First, I have Mr. Matt Grumman. Hey. Hey, Matt. And Mr. Daniel Molinar, from, all the way from Michigan. Oh, how's it going? Hello. And Miss Katie Guerin. It's me. It's Katie. All right. Let's get right into it, guys. Big topic of the week time. Big topic of the week. means there's only one well there's two big things that came out but i think the biggest thing of the week and we need to cover it spider-man far from home also known as spider-man 2 just kidding <laughs> don't call it that there's very angry people on the internet that will revolt if i keep calling it that no but uh spider-man far from home starring tom holland obviously coming back as the main title character jake gyllenhaal playing mysterio a couple other little cameos in there nick fury you know samuel jackson maria hill but mainly, this is about Spider-Man and his uh, his dealing with the loss of spoiler alert Tony Stark from the events of Endgame. Uh, goes on a field trip across into Europe, nice little Europe jaunt, and along the way, he uh, he has a lot of adventures that ultimately don't have impact on the world as a whole right now. But as we found out in the post credits, they have a huge impact on the world going forward in the MCU. So we're gonna talk. Spider-Man Far From Home without getting into spoilers for a couple minutes. And then after that, we're just going to do a big spoiler dump on you guys. And I'll put a time code in to when we stop talking about spoilers. All right. No spoilers, guys. What did you think about Spider-Man Far From Home? I, I, start. I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was, it was nice. I thought we got to see more Peter Parker than ever because of the whole class field trip thing of him trying not to be Spider-Man the entire time. Right. And I yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought it was a uh, a good two part movie. Literally, like halfway into the movie is when you know all the action and repercussions of everything start happening. And the first half is like a you know it's like a teenage uh, comedy kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, my, high my one gripe uh, with the entire thing is not it's not even a bad gripe. It's just that I I'm so baffled by how they have all of these. Um, uh, what 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 are they called? Like interviews and stuff like that, and all this publicity between Jake Gyllenhaal and <laughs> and uh, Tom Holland, and 
you know, Marvel fans will know like who Mysterio really is or like how he really right, is as a right. person. Or then anyone that act, after they watch the film, they're going back and looking at all these interviews and all these like public events that they're doing. And like Jake Gyllenhaal and Tom Holland are acting like they're the best of friends. And you're like, but the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's PR, baby. That's, yeah. what you, that's how you sell it. <laughs> I thought it was cute. Yeah. Nothing I but good the friendship. PR <laughs> yeah, no, it's it was fun. I, I liked all the interview, all the, yeah, all the PR. Katie, what did you think overall of the movie? Uh, I thought it was really good. Um, it definitely had me in the second half, for sure. I loved it. The action, I thought, was really great. We got to see just, like, Spider-Man just doing his thing without, like, the, you know, the sort of the cheater uh, suit, nano suit that uh, Tony Stark gave him. Oh, the Iron him. Spider? Yeah. Yeah, the Iron Spider. Like, it was cool, but, like, you definitely knew that, like, he didn't have the skills to actually do as much I don't know, but this one just really felt like he was coming out of his shell a little bit more and getting like really like in the zone with those little Spidey tingles. <laughs> the Peter tingles. The yeah, Peter tingles. Yes, was <laughs> the best. <laughs> so awesome. He finally feels like a like a Spider-Man yeah. now instead of like a kid in a suit. Yeah, it was like a coming of age almost, right? Like he's, yeah, yeah, it definitely this, felt like movie. that. Yeah, I think so too. I think this movie made made the character uh and the actor almost like grow up in front of our eyes uh through the course of a two-hour movie which was i mean if, if you can do that in a movie that's very well done filmmaking <laughs> it, it was really nice how they were they they made him so humble like he doesn't ever outright say it but he clearly does not think of himself as a hero for majority of the film or like period leaving leading up to this film oh no um, yeah he like hey, 100% I can help. doesn't I'm that. really sticky. <laughs> <laughs> like that's his that's his selling point. Not like, hey, I'm really good. Like, um, I'm really sticky. Uh, right, right. Yeah, he. It, 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 I I've noticed with this iteration of Spider-Man, which isn't a bad thing, but he's a lot less uh, confident, a lot less quippy than uh, other iterations of you know classic Spider-Man. Where you know it's usually you think of Spider-Man, he's fighting the villain he's uh, calling them names and joking around during the fight because he's so confident you know and and this spider-man's more of like like you said like you know he's still coming out of his shell he's learning his way in the world he's a little timid you know but it, it works for for the character uh this iteration of the character well we got a lot of the quippiness from any every other time that we saw uh peter parker and all the other uh, mcu films but like this one like particularly he i don't i, th- I don't remember him really quipping at all and this right. one i that's what I mean, yeah. Which I actually <laughs> really like that because he had just taken this huge loss. Like, he was not himself. Like, if he was, like, all jokey, like, I would be legitimately upset because it's like, okay, he's grieving. Right. And he's getting his ass kicked the majority of the time, too. I think it was, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I think it was well-written uh, yes. the way they, they did his character. Matt, what about you? What would you think of the Spider-Man Far From Home? Without spoilers. <laughs> Uh, no, no spoilers. Uh, I enjoyed the second half, and I was rolling my eyes pretty hard at the first half. There's too many. Really? Oh, it was. They tried too hard to make it funny, and and most of it just fell flat for me. And there were some good parts, like the Peter Tingle was funny, and uh, some of the kind of just awkward romance between Happy and and uh, Aunt May. Um, but I maybe I've just seen that whole Peter Parker in high school way too many times. But it just landed flat with me most of the time. Um. And I didn't really get invested in the film until we had the big twist that I already knew was coming. Um, yeah, and then the at that world point, knew it was coming. <laughs> the, yeah. yeah, anyone who's paid like a, a little yeah. bit of attention to kind of like what the character was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, my only kind of, you know, 
I wasn't sure how they were going to have that happen. Um, I think the way it was they did it was executed really was, well, but we'll get into that. I the don't, but no, I don't, don't like, Okay, it wasn't okay. bad. It just wasn't like, oh, that was really cool. It was like, uh, okay, so another poorly developed Marvel villain. Cool. I strongly disagree. I strongly disagree on that. I, I think the but, way Jake Gyllenhaal portrayed that villain was... No, he mwah. portrayed him fine. It's not about the portrayal. It's all about the writing and how the writers developed him as a villain. And it was just by the numbers for me. All right. We'll get into more of that in the spoiler talk. Um, okay. So so he didn't like the first half, which was basically, like I said, the, the, the rom-com uh, teenage uh, high school comedy film. Yeah. And because a lot of it just wasn't funny to me so i mean some of it just felt like it was being forced too much and i just it didn't land at least for me it was a team round con and you're an old man so get off my lawn where's my uh where's my 45 yeah <laughs> my colt 45 um 11 but yeah i could i could see how how you know you wouldn't like it or some people wouldn't wouldn't Enjoy the first half. I guess if you th- that would have to be your style of comedy, or, or you'd have to be interested yeah, in I that mean, kind of thing. Yeah, and like my uh, my little cousin's just you know seventeen, eighteen years old. He loved every single bit of it. So really, I mean, I could see that they wrote it more for you know the high school generation. Like when the Sam Raimi one came out, that we really connected one with that one because we were in high school. We kind of got a lot of that. Yeah, so just, it was different. It's me, I'm not saying it, it was horrible. I'm just saying I didn't connect with it. And I you didn't, didn't relate to it. it. Yeah. Not, no, not anymore. I got you. I got you. Okay. Uh, I mean, when it comes down to having a modern modern teenager, I think they hit Peter Parker spot on with this film. 100% think that they like, his personality is what like a millennial or a Gen Z would, would be right now. It makes yeah, sense I, that the older generation would not like it then. Yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed it. it the the first, the first half is not as good as the second half, but I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was, I thought it was fine for the character characters in, in, uh, you know, what they were dealing with and everything. All right, um, you guys got any other thoughts before we move into spoiler territory? I loved Mary Jane. Or not Mary Jane, Michelle. Uh, MJ, Michelle, MJ, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I want to say Mary Jane so much. I loved her. The entire time. Zendaya, yeah. She was pretty cool. Yeah, she was. I liked her a lot more in this film than I did in the first one, where I felt like she was just being used as a typical uh, tropey, um, you know, girl who's disinterested and you know that kind of thing. And this one, she got a little, little bit more room to spread her wings and shine as an actress and, mm-hmm. and kind of put put that character a little bit more out there and why why she feels the way she does, why she's kind of like an extroverted introvert kind of thing, the same way Peter Parker is, but. They get to connect a little bit more, and I, I I enjoyed her her portrayal of the role in this one. All right, let's move on. Let's get into spoilers because I want to talk about some stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. So if you guys don't want to hear spoilers, skip to the time code I'm going to put in the uh, edit right now. Okay, guys. To not be spoiled for Spider-Man: Far From Home, skip to 34:04. That's 34 minutes and four seconds, approximately. Okay, back to the podcast. Bye. And with that, let's talk some spoilers. All right, guys. So I'm going to start with the biggest one, obviously. it's I'm going to start with the end of the film, and we'll, I, I want to work our way backwards because I want to start. I don't want to bury the lead. Um, everybody stayed for those post-credits scenes, and they were telling us, like the earlier reviews for people were telling us, like, if you're going to stay for any post credit scene in an MCU film, you do you do it for this one, absolutely. And I was like, what, what are they going to do? This is going to be nuts. You can't. You, mm-hmm. you, that's a lot to live up to. And by God, 
they lived up to it. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, I, real quick. I did not stay for the second one, but I read about oh, it. No. So I don't I don't know like one hundred percent of what happened. I do, I know we'll what like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, so the first one was the biggest one though. Like I like to my girlfriend's <laughs> chagrin, I clapped like super loud when the reveal came up and I was just like, Jeez. I don't care. <laughs> I like audibly clapped. Like all right. J. Jonah Jameson's back and it's <laughs> it's played it's played by the same guy. <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> the fact that they went and did that, they're like, oh dude, there is a multiverse. <laughs> there is a multiverse. I love it too. Like it's the same actor, but it's he's uh, you know, he's got a different mustache. He doesn't have the little Hitler mustache this time, and he doesn't have the full head of hair, but I'm just like, yes, this is what we've all been clamoring for. Like, if you're gonna bring anyone back from the previous series, it's gotta be it's gotta be him. <laughs> I love the reveal. But then, obviously, the weight right on top of that reveal is the fact that, like, Mysterio the whole time, uh, after his demise, planted this thing that he sent to J. Jonah Jameson, revealing that Spider-Man is, you know, apparently, in the, in the way he filmed it, a bad guy, and that it's Peter Parker. I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, how are you going to deal with this going forward? Right. This is nuts. <laughs> Definitely a huge setup for... Whoa. What is it? The terrible six? The sinister, sinister. Yeah, sinister. the sinister, the sinister six. Definitely yeah. a huge setup for that. I was like, whoa, this is weighty. Like, not only just for Spider-Man movies, for like the MCU in general, this is very weighty. So, yeah. a thing that I've been waiting for in the Spider-Man movies or anything right now with the recent Spider-Man was to see him being portrayed as like a villain from James Jonah Jameson's eyes. So that was great, being able Amazing. to like, oh, cool. Now we can finally like get that opposite like uh devil's advocate opinion throughout the movies anytime we get him now hopefully like hopefully we get some more james jonas yeah. just being a jerk and that's I what i like call him a menace that <laughs> yeah. I, I was waiting for a it, menace but... <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly i was waiting for it but it's like okay. on top of that his identity is revealed now so like oh this yeah. is like to the like, like they've zero moved to 100 it. yeah <laughs> zero, zero to 100 uh, yeah they, they've moved it like he's only been revealed in the comics a few times and it's been you know like civil war he voluntarily removed his mask but like this is huge. I can't wait to see where they're going to go with it. I like the fact that they're portraying J. Jonah Jameson as like an Alex Jones type where he's like an internet like, uh, you know, blogger. Kind blogger? Of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think that's a nice little twist on the whole, uh, you know, he's not the editor in chief of a huge publication like the LA, you know, like the New York Times or Daily Bugle, as it were, in the comics. But like it's the Daily Bugle dot net. <laughs> like, he's a whistleblower. Yeah, he's a whistleblower. <laughs> so I think it'll be It'll be interesting to see where that uh, goes going forward. Matt, what'd you think of that whole reveal? Unless Matt fell asleep. Uh, oh, there he is. <laughs> no, no, I had it on mute. Um, so that way, you know, my beard wasn't brushing against the mic. <laughs> um, no, it was it was kind of cool. Like it kind of didn't register me at, for me at first because I'm just kind of so used to just that character being a part of Spider-Man overall. Um, it just for whatever reason it didn't connect me immediately and like. Wait a second. Hold on. What? But yeah. <laughs> dial it back. But, no, it was you cool. Re- you didn't realize it was J.K. Simmons at first. <laughs> no, of course I did. I just, I just didn't realize that he shouldn't be there at first. Is what it was. Oh, okay. It was like, a, oh, yeah. this is natural type thing. You're like, wait a minute. Exactly. And then you thought that you're like, yeah. oh, he, he has never been mentioned because, in the MCU version. <laughs> right. Because in my mind, I think I still kind of have the Sam Raimi version still kind of coexisting with the Marvel universe in my head somehow. And it just felt it felt natural to me that I didn't really question it initially. What do you think about the the weight going forward of having <laughs> Peter Parker just outed? <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
I think they. I think it's probably just their push to try and have something different happen. That's not the same formula of you know. It's it's a good way to kind of push change in the in the franchise and kind of have that happen immediately and see where they go from there. Yeah, um, I mean, it's like and I've seen. I've seen some possible, you know, fan theories already opening up about possibly bringing in Chameleon or Craven the Hunter and having yeah. that kind of maybe be the next one. But I think it's like, like Dan said, it's just kind of they've never done this before in any of the movies and rarely in the comics. And it's kind of pushing toward that new angle that we haven't seen before of like, you know, he's yeah. going to be a bad guy, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, exactly. Kind of cool. I like it. All right, let's work our way, way back to the movie. Um, and then we'll talk about that last final uh, uh, post credit scene after we're done, but I want to go back and talk about Mysterio. Obviously, if you're a comic book fan or anybody that can just type Mysterio into a Google search, <laughs> you would have found out that Mysterio is not the hero that he's portrayed as in the trailers or in the PR <laughs> movement that's happened before the movie. Um, he's actually, you know, got a hidden agenda. Well, it's not a you know world-ending hidden agenda. It's it's more of like a revenge plot. Um, that he wants all the power for himself because he was shunned back in the day. And we find out, you know, that he was shunned because he was, he made the barf technology, the BARFing technology <laughs> from civil war. And he just, he hated that. Uh, why did, why did that show up again? <laughs> okay. Anyways, sorry. Um, he, he was shown, it was shown that he was in the background when Tony Stark was doing that at, uh, I think it was Harvard or, or MIT, sorry. And, uh, you know, he's just pissed off that, like, this could be so much more. What are, what are we using it for this for? You find out that some of his little posse are all former employees of Stark. You know, it's the guy that they put it all the way back to 2008 Iron Man 1. The guy that... Uh, that uh, couldn't uh, rebuild the arc reactor. That couldn't build the arc. Yeah, Tony Stark did this with parts in a cave. You know, mm-hmm. that guy. Um, which I don't know if you guys know. Just a little note. That's a kid from a Christmas story, by the way. That actor. Anyways, just threw that out there. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> he's good friends with John Favreau, so he's like been all, been in all the movies with Favreau. Nice. Yeah. So I guess uh, he never shot his eye out then. Nope, never did. <laughs> well, he has glasses. Yeah, he does have glasses again. <laughs> And then I think one of the uh, what were the there was a couple other ones I can't remember what did the the one of the ladies was part of something I can't remember there I there don't was remember. A, they were all they were all connected to Stark somehow yeah that, which that just, was yeah which keeps the theme going forward from all of the Iron Man movies that pretty much Tony Stark created all of these demons and now the demons are being passed on to poor Peter Parker after he's gone yeah <laughs> well the big thing I took away is that Tony Stark was a horrible boss yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> Those were mistakes that he made early on before he really, like, really messed up. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, first we had Aldridge Killian, right? And then now this group. Well, that and, you know, Iron Man 2, it was uh, the Russian dude. Like, he fired his dad, and then, you know, the son came and got revenge on him. And then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the Flash. Yeah, and then uh, what was what was the one? Um, oh, it, well, in Spider-Man, the first, the Spider-Man Homecoming, it was you know the Vulture, his his uh, cleanup crew got ousted by Tony Stark's you know cleanup oh, crew, yeah, and that made him mad, and then he yeah, went. Tony just you know? loves making enemies. <laughs> He's making it worse for Peter. He yeah. really is. <laughs> but I mean, that goes along with the fact that they stated it in the movie, and it kind of was like hinted that he is the next tony stark and we see that so like he's going to have to pick up tony's villains since he's not there and i think that's a lot of 
uh, what the movie was or what the narrative was trying to tell us. Like, I think it was written beautifully. It was like at one point, Peter's just like, I don't want to like Mysterio ask him and he plays right into his plan, which as soon as the glasses were in play, because, you know, we're all watching the movie and we all know sometime Mysterio is going to, you know, he's going to turn. And as soon as the glasses came into play, like when he first got them and what they could do, I was like, oh, well, that's what that's what he's going for. So I think they telegraphed that, you know, unfortunately, too, that those too glasses were going to be a, a main center. That of they the were story. the MacGuffin. Yeah, they were the MacGuffin mm-hmm. of the story. Yeah. And it's fine. Whatever. I like the way they got there with it, though. And I like that, like, literally, you know, uh, Mysterio is his plan. He was in. He was setting it perfectly and poor, naive, frustrated, tired, you know, Peter Parker, who just wants to be on his vacation. He just wants to tell MJ that he likes her, they loves her and, you know, all this stuff. And he just doesn't want to do superhero stuff right now. It just perfectly just coincided with his plan. And um, I just I, I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. I enjoyed it's, you know, the classic rise and fall of a hero. He, he hit his lowest point like. When Mysterio was doing all that stuff, you know, that was straight out of like the comics. That was straight out of Can the we animated talk about series. That dream sequence oh, yeah. Thing? Like, yeah. that was amazing. Could you imagine yeah, if that was like, it was literally like my worst movie. nightmare? Like, I know. Yeah. It was like some sort of like. The Iron Man zombie coming out of the grave, like with yeah. the spiders coming out of his eyes. I felt like I was watching Doctor Strange again. Uh, I liked that. I, I wish Doctor Strange. Strange I'm not saying I didn't like it. I'm, when when uh, Doctor Strange first gets like hit with, in the head by um oh oh and he yes, goes to the yeah. universe yeah, yeah okay a little bit yeah yeah we go through that whole sequence yeah. and that sequence reminded me of that for sure but I I liked it more than Doctor Strange's because it didn't like screw with me as much oh, like, this, as in, like a, it wasn't as yeah. weird it was trippy it definitely not only, not only was it trippy and weird but like there were so many fake outs like it it got me a yeah. couple times. Like the and then second, the reality? The, oh my! Yeah, he's the like, one who where are Nick you? Fury's like, like he's, he's there, and then he's still like, as soon as he turned and he's like, "Who else did you tell?" I was like, "Oh no, he's still in the, it's still in the." Yeah, that's the same thing. Crazy. <laughs> and then he just like pushes him into the train. I was like, "Oh, this is so visceral." That was like shocking. <laughs> just like, jeez, it was it was great. I love that whole thing. There was there was a couple things from that. Uh, if you guys uh, watched the the Spider Man animated series from the nineties, the 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 original episode that Mysterio was in. When he pulls off his head, the the fishbowl head, he does that in that in that in that in that uh, episode, and he did that in that dream sequence in the movie, and I was like, dude, this is straight up a callback. I love it. I love everything that's happening right now. It's so good. <laughs> oh, you mean when he pulls it off and there's like nothing there? Right. Like when he pulls off the fish. Yeah, yeah, that happened in that episode of in, in Spider-Man the animated series. He did the same thing. I was like, this is so cool. Oh, that's that is cool. <laughs> so, um, again, I loved everything about Mysterio. As soon as he made that turn into like full villain mode, I love that like Jake Gyllenhaal just went for it. Like he's like, I know what movie I'm in. I know what I'm supposed to be doing here. I- I'm going to show you my range. <laughs> and he like went for it. And I especially love the uh, warehouse scene that he's in when he's when they're programming like the big heist that's coming up that he's going to do yes. in London. And he's just like yelling at the people and like being very like you know tyrannical. Like Tony yeah, yeah, the rest of the Tony Stark crew. Yeah, when he's yelling at everybody, it's you could just see that little turn. Like he was holding it back before, just to try to like he was trying to be he was trying to be a bad actor before, like because he can't act. He's just a dude, and now he's like j- they just let him go for it in the role of like this, you know, deranged, scorned ex-employee who was out for like a power struggle. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, any more? What, what what's some more of your guys' thoughts on? On the whole, since we're in the spoilers, what do you want to talk about? Uh, the Peter Tingle. Right? I was oh, yeah, the, the Peter, Peter Tingle, Tingle and okay. the super I, sick. 
grab uh, at the end. Yeah, oh, yeah, it, it set so it up we, for that. We yeah. like never really were told anything about the Peter Tingle until now. Like we've seen hints of it, like the the bus scene in uh Infinity War, or Infinity mm-hmm. War, where yeah, he like his hair stands fun. up, but like, they never at all mentioned to it existing. And then finally, they started like obviously they call it the uh, Aunt May calls it the Peter Tingle, which is the most uncomfortable name. <laughs> that <is> so great. <laughs> Can you um, guys stop calling it that? <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> it's the most uncomfortable name for sure. Like even hearing it the first time, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I want to keep hearing this. This is I, wrong. But uh, the fact that they made it to where like he's not able to use his spider senses, his right. Peter Tingle, is because he just is not confident in himself. Yeah, and he's uh, not focused. He's not like constant. Yeah. I like that they use it as a plot device, literally, to get us to that big finale moment that Katie was talking about, where he was using it in the in the bridge sequence. One of the best sequences I've seen. I know, <laughs> and a lot of people I've heard online like didn't like because he was just like punching a bunch of CGI drones. But I'm like, dude, you guys, you don't get it. Like that is who cares if it was CGI? That was yeah, such right? a good like, like setup like, sequence. Couldn't see it. Yeah, yeah. It was just like very much like okay, like go and then he did it and it was like and he blinded we're himself so proud so of only him. Yeah. rely on his senses instead of what he's seeing which is what you have to do with a villain like mysterio who's using you know <laughs> all this technology to trick you it was nuts and then yeah let's talk about katie that final moment when he's standing over him and he's you know handing him the glasses saying you win and right then you just twist. hear this you Plot just hear twist. this Bang! Like right, and, you, and the camera turns, and he's 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 grabbing nothing in midair, but you just and then it visualizes that he was there the whole time with a gun, ready to like just pop him in the head. I was like, oh my Talk god! Talk about how he went for a straight up headshot, like no Brutal. remorse, just he, total headshot, and he just ultra instinct right out of there. Yes, <laughs> and I love that. Like during the second half of the movie, again, like Jake Gyllenhaal's character is just like he he has no remorse. Like you just see it like every time it's talked about, like it's it's gonna be on you guys now that i have to kill a teenage boy and all his friends i'm like what the hell <laughs> like you're straight up saying you're gonna murder teenagers. on the people yeah. he turns the gun on his own people yeah. like hey if you don't have the guts to go after this teenager like you're you're dead basically like yeah. he threatened them it was i, I love it went full circle I, I, I just but, the, but the thing about it is it shows that mysterio like kind of did like Peter Parker. He did not want to have to yeah, kill him. Yeah, I got that too. Like, I got that from the first part, and then I yeah, felt I like... Don't know if he was just pretending. I think he really, ultimately, he wanted to kill Peter. Well, no, because no. like when it first happens, he seems so like upset. Like, when it, when he finds out that Peter has it, he goes, I have to kill him now. Like, he, he seems so distraught right. that he, like, he really well, he had it, to do it. I, and I think before that, he was just, he was kind of monologuing and saying something to the effect of, like, you know, this burden shouldn't have to be on like a like a teenage boy. Like I should be the one with this power. Like he shouldn't have to do this. Like I think he was kind of empathizing with him. You know, that was after the, that was when he was just monologuing to his his cronies. He kind of said that line, and I was like, all right, well maybe he did kind of just like. Not... I don't know if he meant it though, because he just looks like a sociopath. I, after I, well, like he, when he, you come when you see it, he just get has this like deep like he really doesn't care about anyone but himself sort of deal. Yeah, I suppose it could have gone either way. I mean, you could read it however you want. I'm. Yeah, I guess you, it's just speculation at this point. I mean, um, some of the faults I had, I didn't like the CGI monsters a lot. I mean, they were okay for what we had, and you know, once we found out for sure that they weren't real, I was just like, all right, <laughs> let's move I think, on. This. Yeah, I, I think they were sort story. of supposed to look out because they weren't real. It was supposed to look I like suppose. a like it was there, but not really. Yeah. 
And then, I do you guys? What do you guys think? Is there? Do you think there's still a multiverse, or it's gone now since that was a lie on his part? Because no, <laughs> I was, J.K. Simmons, J.K. I was really hoping the multiverse, was a multiverse. exists. Okay. <laughs> J.K. Simmons has proved that the multiverse exists. I mean, I hope so. I'm really hoping so because I was like the 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 tantalizing fact of like having all like the Andrew Garfield and the and the uh, Tobey Maguire come back just for a couple scenes and let like a movie in the future would be awesome. <laughs> I'm not sure if they're gonna do that yet. Though. No, I know the, the but whole I just, multiverse the thing. They're probably cool. saving it for like a long time, like Maybe. Secret Wars kind yeah, of thing. You know, yeah, they're definitely going to do something with the screen first. Spider-Man Noir. <laughs> yes, Sony eventually is going to just merge their animated and their live-action movies. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. So, what about view. the after-after credit scene? So the after-after credit, yeah. So that um, I liked it because it really explained the like why the whole movie Nick Fury was acting so ridiculously yes, dumb. Right, <laughs> like, we're all like, what do element. you mean? Yeah, because he has that one line where he's like, "I've been out, I've been, I was, I was gone for five years. And I come back and nothing." I'm like, "Yeah, dude, you wouldn't be like dumb though. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't like be out of your element where you don't know anything. Like, yeah, it was making me frustrated actually at some point in the movie, and I was like, "Man, what is going on? Like, I'm not liking Nick Fury at all in this movie." And then uh, definitely the, the made twist sense. made yeah. sense. The dominoes yes. fell into place, <laughs> and then he's like, "Everyone's asking where the Avengers." I don't know where they are. I mean, what do I say and, to that? And I was like, it, that was hilarious. And it <laughs> like, brings more more weight to when he's like, what about Captain Marvel? I was like, don't you invoke her name? And I'm like, yeah, that was weird would not too. I that. mean, we should have known. Obviously, when, it's Talos, yeah. so he's going to like stand up for her because that's who, you know, saved him all those that's years ago. That's when we should have <laughs> known something was up, but we were too like, it, it like went over all of our heads, at least yeah, for me. It's like, that was great. I loved everything. And, and obviously it was like meant to be played like that. And it's like, yeah, damn it. They got us again. So good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when they were talking like in the middle, like he, he said that they had some sort of sleeper agents. So there's oh, um, scroll, scroll sleeper cells. Scroll sleeper yeah, cells. there's probably I mean, uh, more scrolls. Not scroll, uh, no, what, who are their enemy? The other ones, the Kree sleeper cells. That's what he said. And we should have figured it out at that point. We're like, why are you talking about Krees right now? Nobody cares mm-hmm. about the Kree, but like, oh, those are your enemy. It's like, ah, damn it. So we all should have picked up on it. That's definitely coming up. I think there's like some sort of war between them and the girls coming up pretty soon, too. That'll so I think that was kind of like a little yeah. a little shadowing to that. Um, I like that Nick Fury's just chilling like in a VR paradise up there. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, what the hell, man? You don't get a vacation. Like, that was pretty great. Well, you is? know. <laughs> so wait, where exactly was Nick Fury? Because my buddy tried to explain it to me. I'm I'm assuming it's sword. In the comics, it's that's what that's what him and Captain Marvel build is like a shield in space, basically. Like oh, okay. sp- like space that's what cops. It like. Yeah. yeah. So like, I, I'm assuming at this point okay. after 20 years they've been building this giant facility in space and i assume that's what that's going to be sword because that's what it is in like in the comics so all right cool cool that makes yeah. sense to me then i just assume because that's what it looks like i don't know for sure they haven't said anything on it unless i missed something in an interview somewhere um but I yeah like we, we missed a moment in the movie like we ran over a very yeah no, important go back. Moment. Uh, yeah we're just jumping around that's fine uh when he finally gets on the plane with mick uh, happy not why do i call him mick um mick. <laughs> i don't know why i want to call him mick, hey, mick. <laughs> uh with with happy when uh happy like has the whole talk with him on. about being the stark and then he goes <laughs> to like the the suit and makes yeah. it and comp- puts on the glass or not puts on the glass but like just sets up everything and like becomes tony stark in that moment yeah i felt like that yeah. was full on him taking over 
the ACDC moment. <laughs> yeah, Led Zeppelin. I love Led Zeppelin. <laughs> I love Led Zeppelin. Oh, I cringed at that. It was it was funny though. It's like, well, it makes sense because why would a sixteen year old like know? <laughs> I thought it was funny. I thought it was well, but you're right, Dan. I did like that moment when he's. It's the moment where he puts on the holographic like gauntlet and he's looking yeah. at it in that same way that Tony first looked at his holographic gauntlet when he used to build suits, and you see that little like little dad moment and happy where he gives him he's like gl- little glimmer in his eye you know and he could just see yeah. it like happening i was like oh this is a nice moment that's, that's yeah cool. I, it was for me it wasn't just the gauntlet it was when he was talking to uh edith and everything like that getting the whole thing set up like the way he was describing like all right do this bump it up take this turn it over here like like that was all right. tony stark and him yeah Really cool moment. It was a lot of those cool moments during the movie, I think, that just made it really enjoyable and, and fun. Um, uh, I, I, anything else you guys want to want to talk about for, for Spider-Man here before we move on? Any we other moments we missed? Got mm-hmm. it? Matt, any other stuff? I know you really no. want to talk about the second half. You said you came alive in the second half. <laughs> well, I just got more... I got more invested in it just because it just, just seemed to gel more for me than uh, the first part of it. But um, okay. I think we covered pretty much mostly everything. Um, yeah, I mean, it was okay. I was pretty much for me, like, with everything I'd heard about the movie going into it, I felt disappointed coming out. But I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I just said maybe I, I think it got a little bit more, more hype. Did you have fun? In the second half, sure. Okay. All right. Well, if it was an enjoyable experience, then it was, I guess it was worth the price of admission. Right? I mean, half of it was an enjoyable experience. <laughs> oh, wait. Can we talk about what was missing? What was missing? The cameo. It was the first movie where yeah. I did not oh, see yeah. a cameo. Yeah. And it broke my heart yeah. at the end. I mean, yeah. I know they did. I didn't did. even realize that. <laughs> you yeah. did. No, I didn't. I was just, it was in the movie, just not oh, caught up in that, that much. Of it, but. I wasn't looking for it because I knew he wasn't going to be there. Well, I thought well, maybe, yeah, do. I don't know how many they had filmed before they said, he, you know, because I thought it was last month. Yeah, Endgame I know, had been but like still, I thought they would have like a poster. You had hope somewhere. Where they had like a poster or like a sign or like a like yeah. a name or something, but I mean, nothing. I don't know. Nope. But I we did, did you see the, um, the, I don't know if it's on YouTube or anything, but the little homage that they did to him, the We Love You 3000 for Stan. Oh, uh, that's in the front of the re-release of Endgame? No, I didn't. I haven't seen that yet. No. It's going to be on the Blu-ray, right? No, the, the, the end credits. Yeah, it should be. Okay. It should be on the Blu-ray. Okay. I have to catch that when it comes out. It was very cute. It was super cute. Oh, good. I got the poster and everything. It was amazing. Yeah, I know. That poster looked cool. I was like, dang it. I should have gotten seen it one more time. <laughs> All right. Uh, that, um, uh, it's already back out of theaters. They took it out already. I it's probably still in there. I don't so. know. I don't know. I could, yeah, it might still be there. I'm not sure. There's no way they're pulling uh, that from theaters. It's got to be Avatar. Yeah, they're, they're cheating. Well, no, no. Avatar did a second release. <laughs> you, yeah, too, I was going to so. say, are you kidding? Yeah. Avatar, yeah. Avatar did the, the only the, reason Avatar. It do, yeah, it got so big is because six months after it came out, they put it back into theaters. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay. Oh, I didn't know they that. did it for what? Uh, like Christmas time to kind of yes. have that Oscar push? Yeah. Yes. Well, that was like when DVDs <laughs> took like a whole year to come out. Yeah. Darn them. Yeah. I don't think it's. Well, it could be. I mean, I don't know how close it is now. Yeah, we'll have to check uh, Box Office Mojo and see. Oh, oh, it's really close. Is it? I don't I'm know if they now. beat it yet, though. All time, worldwide. 
Uh, oh, wow. It is $16 million away. Yeah. Yep, like, <laughs> you know, I got to go see this movie right now to kind of help it out. So I'll <laughs> right? see you guys later. I'm, yeah, I did my duty. <laughs> yeah, you saw it a bunch. Duty. I only uh, saw it the one time with you guys, so I need to go and see it again. Yeah. Especially if you just want to. Uh, I heard that Hulk scene is terrible, though. Actually, I saw somebody post it. Yeah, honestly. It's <laughs> the it. worst thing I've ever seen. I'm like, why would you even embarrass yourself by putting it in? But Yeah, if the CG wasn't well, done, I don't know why you would have put it in. <laughs> I guess it was literally just, they were just like yeah. grasping at straws. Like, oh, what else can we put in? Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Unfortunately. Maybe they'll clean it up for the uh, DVD or the Blu-ray. <laughs> Maybe. Mm. Doubt it, though. <laughs> Um, all right, yeah. so that is Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, obviously, you've listened to the spoiler review. We we heard us talk about that. If you didn't, and you just listened to the beginning of the podcast, make sure you go and see it. It's a, definitely a recommend for me, especially because we're not going to be getting any more um, uh, I, any more MCU movies that kind of tie into what's currently going on. I know next year we got Black Widow and Eternals, which are set both in the past, so we're not going to get any you know, stuff pushing the narrative forward on any MCU until 2021. So this is going to be the last one for a while. If you want any, you know, modern Marvel stuff. <laughs> and especially if you want to see kind of a wrap up of phase, this is the end of phase three, right? This is officially phase the last four. phase four. Phase so four. It's the beginning of, so it's the beginning of the phase now. Right. I thought it was the end of phase three. I thought, I don't know. I could be wrong. It's both. Where's I Gio? thought it was the end of phase four. Can yeah, I phone a friend? Gio? Can I phone a friend? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Uh, phone the internet. Three. Well, anyway. Ask yeah. the audience. Uh, you might be right. Wait, Avengers End? No, no, it is. So Spider-Man Far From Home is the uh, end of Phase 3. That's the last part of Phase uh, Okay. Gotcha. So Phase well. 4 is going to begin next year with Black Widow, and we'll see where we go from there. All right. Um... With that, we're going to take a quick break, listen to an ad, and we'll be right back. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. For you, the listeners of That Geek Show, Audible is offering a free audiobook download plus two Audible originals with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And since we'll be talking Stranger Things in the next segment of the show, why not use your free audiobook on an official novel from the series, Stranger Things, darkness on the edge of town check out this sample at the same time he hated himself for it for giving in for letting the seed of despair in his mind grow each and every year until it fully blossomed and his hatred did nothing but drive him deeper into the darkness and the whole cycle went on and on and on but not anymore not now not this year this was the first year really where things were different his life had changed, and that change had let him see how far he had fallen to see what he had become. All because of her, Jane, his adopted daughter, legally, officially, his family. Jane Hopper. Eleven. L. Hopper felt the smile grow again, pulling insistently at the corners of his mouth. This time, he didn't try to stop it. Of course, having L around didn't mean he had to forget the past, far from it. But it did mean he had new responsibilities. Once more, he had a daughter to raise, and that meant moving on. His past wasn't gone, but 
Finally, he could let it sleep in the back of his mind. Christmas, Hawkins, 1984. All Chief Jim Hopper wants is to enjoy a quiet first Christmas with Eleven. But his adopted daughter has other plans. Over Hopper's protest, she pulls a cardboard box marked New York out of the basement. And the tough questions begin. Why did Hopper leave Hawkins all those years ago? What does Vietnam mean? And why has he never talked about New York? Chief Jim Hopper reveals long-awaited secrets to Eleven about his old life as a police detective in New York City, confronting his past before the events of the hit show Stranger Things. The book is written by Adam Christopher and narrated by David Patu. I personally love Audible, and here's a few of the reasons why, guys. You won't be charged until after 30 days. If you don't like an audiobook, you can swap it for free. You can cancel anytime, no questions asked. And of course, you can listen everywhere. Enjoy your titles on iOS, Apple, iPhone, Apple Watch, iPad, Android, Sonos, Kindle, and Alexa-enabled devices. And when you switch a device, pick it right where you left off. Really hope you guys give them a try to download your free audiobook plus two Audible Originals today. Go to audibletrial.com slash thatgeekshow. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash thatgeekshow. Back to the podcast. All right, guys, we're back. And we're going to be talking Stranger Things. Matt and Dan have left the chat because they have not watched it yet, and we do not want to spoil them. Um, so same with you guys. If you have not seen Stranger Things Season 3 yet as of uh, when this goes up, which will be June 9th or July 9th, 2019, you can skip to the end when we give our picks of the week, and uh, we'll catch you on the next podcast. But we hope to hear your thoughts and comments on it anyways uh, in the comment section or in the chat, Twitter, Facebook, etc. All right. Katie, you reviewed Stranger Things season three for thatgeekshow.com. We got you got to see him early. Well, we both kind of got to see him early. I finished later this week. I only watched the first half when they were in the previews, but uh, you got to see the whole thing and you wrote a little thing on it. So why don't you give us your first initial impressions from that viewing? All right. Uh, so first off, I thought the whole thing was really good. Uh, it did like, you know, it kind of started out a little bit slowly, but I think I liked it a little bit like that. It right. just, uh, you got to really get back into the characters and the flow of things. You kind of forget, you know, it's been a year or two since uh, Stranger Things season two. It's so been it about takes... a year and a half. Yeah, because October of 2017, yeah. October yeah. 2017, yeah. <laughs> so it definitely helped me get back into like the mood of it. Like you get to like, okay, he's coming back from camp. It, like it feels like as they were coming back, like I was coming back at the same time. <laughs> coming like, back. I don't camp. know. Some people were like, oh, it was slow start, and I was like, mm, I mean, not really. Like it came back with like a huge like scene, and then it kind of went back to the introduction. So you start out with like you know, already like some blood and guts, and then there out of nowhere and then it goes back to the thing but i thought it was really awesome the thing i love the most is that a lot of the netflix series they do like uh the thing where they will show like uh the cliffhanger and then the next episode it'll just be like some random like scene that no one wants to see because they want to get back to the cliffhanger but they didn't do that this time this time they literally did back to back (laughs) like john wick style like it was the second that we left is the second that we were back and that for me 
raise the bar. Yeah, somebody at Netflix got the memo of like, hey, let's let's ki- let's do something to keep people like you know binging this thing instead of being like, oh, I'm not interested. I'll come back to it later. It's like you have that immediate. You know, I felt this too. You have that immediate sense of like once you finish an episode in this season, you're just like, ah, I, I, I just next one, next one. Yeah, let's just go. It like, really I, I, flo- <laughs> it really flowed into it. It gave you that instant gratification. Like, okay, I know what's going on now, but then like. It wasn't even like, okay, 10 minutes in, then you know what you're getting into, and then you like want to stop it. No, it like kept it going. It was suspenseful. It was scarier in this season, I thought. And it, I mean, the jump scares were kind of like, okay, like we saw them coming, like, but they yeah. didn't do too many of those. They saved it for like the last two episodes where they did jump scares. Everything else was like, I was like, uh, are they about to get killed in an underground, um, Russian, (laughs) like, where, like, where am I? It was just so surreal. I I just thought it was interesting to see, like, they really uh, leaned into the body horror this season of like, like, you don't, I I mean, at first you see the rats, like the mind flares taking them over and then they like melts their bodies, like they're into just gooey tissue. But then like, but then like later in the season you start seeing like all of these people he's captured and some of them like you know as characters and they're just like willingly sacrificing their bodies and bones. I'm like, oh, this is gross. Like it was gross at one point. Yeah. I was like, this is this is weird and gross, but I liked it. <laughs> and at first you were like, okay, like what do you mean building? I was like, so are they controlling the Russians and they're building this? But no, they literally meant taking over people and building yeah. them out of Oof. bodies I was just like, like it gross. was just so gr- i mean alien style though like they definitely like yeah, did it, the whole alien thing but like it didn't pop out their chest instead they literally right. their body just turned into goop so yeah and like you like you had mentioned before uh, it kind of uh in your review it kind of pays a lot of homage to a lot of things from the 80s and i, I liked it less some people didn't like it but i really loved it and how it just yeah, it, I love the really stuff. Nicely. Like it was like, like it, in the eighties. Like it's not like two thousands. Like, like you're not gonna see a, a yeah. watch or something or a Starbucks cup. Like it, it, a good uh, you know a good compare. You know, Invasion of the Body Snatchers is obviously a big one. The Terminator. You know that that Russian Terminator guy was awesome oh, in the yeah. role he played. Uh, he definitely had, did seem like he was trying to be the Terminator. Oh, there was definitely. He even had the haircut, like the yeah. jacket. There was that it moment was when it, it was the moment when he was coming out of uh, I forget whose house and uh, and Hopper was like they were driving away real quick, but it, it was like he, it wasn't the Terminator music, but it was that style of like dun 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 dun, like it was that same note, you know. And he's like, oh, they're mm-hmm. just straight up leaning into this, and I loved it. <laughs> um, yeah, like little Easter eggs. I don't know. I thought it was it was cool. And then the the what is it the. Never ending story song. Oh my god, I can't tell you how much I like almost cried. I was like, my child. (laughs) Right? I mean, the song. I watched that on VHS so much. (laughs) I know, but it was awesome. It was definitely like, do I know this song? And then they got into the chorus, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, it's hidden part of my memory from so long ago. Yeah. (laughs) When he's riding on Falcor, yeah. (laughs) It's just all my image in my head. (laughs) I thought it was. I can't say enough good things about it. There were obviously some, you know, things that I probably would have taken out or, like, done down a little bit. Like, 
Maybe all of the yelling was a lot for binging uh, it, at least. I guess. Oh, yeah. I guess if you're, yeah, because you, you watched it really quickly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for, I mean, all the kids, it makes sense. Like, okay, they're going to be yelling. But with the adults, too, it just seems like Hopper and her were just, I get it. <laughs> I, that was like their thing. <laughs> was they would argue and then that someone would yell louder on top of them. But with the kids was... yelling and everything, I don't know. I don't know if it was just me, but I really liked Hopper this season. I love that they let David Harbour just lean into the fact that, like, this is the third go-around where this guy's had to deal with this, like, shit, basically. Like, this, yeah. This, and, like, he's has the, the now the added pressure of having a daughter, because, you know, if anybody forgot, at the end of last season, he got to adopt her, you know, as, from, you know, they, they made up the cute. fake, the, the scientists made up the fake doctor. No, I definitely love the whole father thing I that, just, that he had going on, and he was, when he would such, yell at the kid, such, I definitely get yes, that. Yes, it was such a good arc, like, you just, you could just see it in his yeah. eyes, like, I'm just sick of this shit, like, I just want, and then you get to see it where he's, like, finally feels at peace, because he's like, she's not here, they broke up, and he's like, I'm gonna go on a date finally with, you know, uh, what's her name by joyce and he like puts on the hawaiian shirt i'm just like yeah hopper you go for it man <laughs> and then you know then the season ensues and he's still just like dealing with this crap so i could totally see where his character would be like yelling the whole entire time like i don't want to do this like can we just end this already <laughs> like the frustration just came to a head and then we're in spoilers so we got to talk about it i mean do you think you know he made the ultimate sacrifice at the end do you think he's gone katie what do you mean? You saw the after credit scene. I know, but I feel like that might the have just American? been a little hopeful. Okay, who's, yeah. the, who's the American? But how would and he they, survive? Where would and he And they gone? didn't show him. They, one, they didn't show him die. Okay, so that's one. He could have okay. gone into the Upside Down and then come that's, out in that's Russia. That's the only thing I was thinking, yeah. Is that like when it blasted, it blasted him through that little crack before it shut. Or, um, I don't know, he... got He fell through <laughs> some sort know. of thing. Yeah. I'm not sure, but they they wouldn't have put the American in there and then just have it be I nothing. Suppose. And they didn't I show him so. die. I there's there's so. no body. And, you know, in classic horror, if there's no body, there is no death. All right. All right. <laughs> I guess that's something we should have talked about earlier when our, we were reviewing Spider-Man. I don't think Jake Gyllenhaal's character is dead, but that's that's for another time we'll talk about. <laughs> I just remembered that when you said that. Damn it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, we uh, saw body i guess we didn't see a grave but well she said uh edith said uh all illusions are down she didn't say he's dead or his life signs are down or whatever <laughs> so i don't know we'll see but anyway getting back to stranger things um yeah uh, a lot of stuff loved about this season uh very very few gripes um as you mentioned in your review on that geekshow.com it's it gets rid of one of the very few times i've seen on netflix that it gets rid of the netflix bloat as i as everybody calls yeah. it uh eight eight episodes is perfect it mm-hmm. was very nice to not have to go through a 14 episode slog because i felt yeah. like if they would have done that it really would have dragged it out and i would have probably gotten disinterested um yeah i thought this was a nice tight tight season um for stranger things and, and the storytelling they were trying to accomplish those kids grew up so fast i feel like an old person i was like oh my gosh oh, yeah. like, i saw them not even a year ago and they're a foot taller well this so, is like, the problem yeah with having to fit. deal with with like, kids <laughs> in puberty that are growing up fast in front of our eyes like if especially because they took a year and a half off like they like, didn't film these back to back like yeah. I could see like all the way up their thigh. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> like, are they wearing the same clothes? 
I don't yeah. know if that was just like the '80s thing. I'm not really sure. But uh, we did. We all wore short shorts in the '80s, Katie. I'm I sorry. guess so because that's what I saw on every single kid. That was just how it was, right? We had to ride our bikes, and you know, we didn't high waisted, all right? Yeah, high waisted, tucked in short shorts. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't so, know. I, was, I, was I like don't know. Six. I guess <laughs> is that a is that a con or a or a plus? I don't know. I I don't know. I'm. I think the '80s are making a comeback now, so maybe we'll see those again happening. <laughs> I definitely see it in uh, the clothing that I yep. see. Yep. It's um, coming yeah, back. Neon and the tie dye and all that. Yeah, it's coming back. Yep. The splash of color, the random uh-huh. stripes. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. The acid wash jeans. <laughs> maybe not those back. yet. <laughs> well, we'll see. Girls are wearing the high the high waisted pants now. I noticed that like last year. Like that's a trend now. Like to wear the all the way up past the belly button. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Is that a thing? That's weird. All right. But um, uh, did you like some of the new characters they brought in this season? Um, the uh, the the Scoops Ahoy uh, character that was there with um, God, what's his name? Uh, jeez, can't remember his name. <laughs> Hair. Oh 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 yeah yeah. His name is Hair. <laughs> actually i really liked her i thought she was super cool and even at the ending you know where everyone's like oh I'm thinking that they're gonna get together because like they yeah it was a little twist they were really yeah. like they were really vibing and everyone was like oh this is where it happens like yeah. I, kinda, I liked how they kind of shot him down and that way he can still be the thirsty boy that we all know he is yeah it, there was a it was kind of a little sad i was like oh he found somebody who he could like can talk to and relate to and then it's like well she's in the girl sorry buddy he didn't <laughs> miss a beat though like no, he, no, and yeah. he was like okay no like you were still like you're still like my best friend so he just kept going he like poked fun at poked fun of her so that was cool although i didn't know that she um steve, steve harrington damn why didn't i remember that steve yes <laughs> and robin robin is the great name of the girl there we go what were you saying? Oh, right, 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 right. You saying that he didn't? He didn't what? You didn't know he what? Oh, for so for Robin, um, apparently she is the daughter of two famous actress actors. Yeah, um, Ethan Hawke. But from uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, what's her the woman uh, the her mom <laughs> the mom <laughs> of her is um, Kill Bill. Oh, really? Yeah, Kill Bill is her mom. I was like, what the uh, heck? That's cool. Uma Thurman. Yeah, that's and I was like, well, no way, because they have um they have similar features. I could see it now. Yeah, I could see Uma Thurman in her now. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I was like, okay, so no wonder they made her like such a cool vibe in like chick. Like there's mm-hmm. no way that they were gonna do it was it was awesome. I liked her. Um, I there. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Oh, the one storyline, the little subplot that I was just like, ah, whatever. It's there is poor Nancy and uh, and her having to deal with all these terrible, horrible, bigot like <laughs> business, like news guys that she's working for. That was it was sad, and I didn't think that like they spent a lot of time on them, which obviously it's not their story. Yeah, they were, they were really a side story. Yeah. Just, yeah, sort of to get them all, like, to sort of explain, like, what's happening in the town, really. Because right. the kids aren't going to go, like, see how these people are eating up all of the, you know, there's right. no way they would have seen 
what all the other townspeople were doing. Just, so that was kind of like an explanation almost. I'm just like, trying to think of what they're like, they accomplished. Like there wasn't because the really the ending of their whatever, you know, investigating was like, they were like, oh, we're going to go back to the hospital, set, set the old lady free and she's going to lead us to like where all this is happening. But then they get there, she's gone. And then like the monster shows up with, uh, yeah, they should have died though. Billy, honestly. Billy and the monster show up and I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> that didn't, too, it was too yeah. perfect. They should have, they should have yeah. lost a leg or something. <laughs> I don't know. It was, I like that whole hospital scene though. That was oh, really was, horrifying. Really, really that scary, especially with it being in a hospital mm-hmm. and how everything's like, I don't know, con- being constructed. I was like, what, like who just like leaves a whole wing <laughs> of a hospital with no help and no, I mean, there's like maybe three nurses I, up there. Well, I felt like they were all the dead. Up there? Well, I felt like like I, when they were panning around, they're running. You saw like just blood and stuff everywhere. So I assume yeah, that like everybody just got killed. There, if it's not like everything is all taped off and like it has like you know the things right, where it like right. looks like fresh paint has just been like it's an unopened wing of the hospital. People just like hanging out there. Like is that their <laughs> break know. room? Like they should be yeah. working. <laughs> That was a great. That was a great scene. Um, I loved uh, speaking of Billy. I loved his. Uh, what was it Dacre Montgomery? I think his name is Decray. I never. I don't know how to say. It. It's like Decray or Doc, Doc. I think it's Decray. Decray Montgomery from Power Rangers. Um, he's awesome this season. Like last year, he was just kind of like the 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 new douchebag. Like he was whatever you know. But this season, because he's you know possessed by the mind flayer, I think he just takes a turn as such a like really perfect evil person. Like it's. You could just see him shining, like he 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 plays a great bad guy. Oh, <laughs> it's and so good. He, they did the thing where they he went full circle again, where he you know he came out started out being like the bad guy who's just this bully who hates his sister for no reason, who's and trying to hook up with all the, the moms. <laughs> yeah, uh huh. And then he yeah. gets possessed, and then you get and you get into his mind, so you see like sort of where he's coming from. He's just like really hurt and misses his mom. And doesn't understand why she's left. And then all of a sudden this new stepsister right. comes in. So obviously he hates her. And his dad is like a little, literally the right. worst. And I love the way at the at the very end. Since you know Elle lost her powers at the end. And she couldn't. Or her. Uh, excuse totally. me. Her, her, her metaphysical powers. But she could still use the her, her mind powers. And she got into his mind. And like showed him like the uh-huh. last time he was happy. And it just like broke him. And like turned him. Like it was almost. I, I was thinking about this earlier. And. Tell me if I'm off on this, but that moment did that not feel like that was like another '80s movie that that was a literal like Return of the Jedi moment where he's Darth Vader and he's turning against the Emperor because he like snap like he remembers you know it's like when Luke reminded Darth Vader of you know the good in him and he turned against the Emperor it's almost like that turn a little remi- bit yeah and then the Emperor the him, in turn yeah. kills him yeah right right the mind player just <laughs> takes it and he's like oh okay you're gonna turn against me and then stabs him about God, six it was, times it was so good I was like Man. slowly slowly bleeds out yeah. on the ground and I was Poor traumatized <laughs> yeah he didn't make it rest in peace Billy no, oh, no, I know. I, it, uh, Michelle was telling me she's like, "Well, he could, you know, he could still be." Alive. I'm like, "No, no, he's he's all the way dead. He's all yeah. the way dead." <laughs> yeah, there's like kind of dead, and then there's him. Like, even if he did somehow survive, like he still had like the mind slayer goop. I don't know why he didn't turn into goop, which right, they didn't explain, right. but that's fine. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he was just like too much of a main character. Oh yeah, one of the gripes that I had was um, too much plot armor for Nancy and what's his face. A lot of plot armor going on, but other than that, oh, just because they survived without any really, yeah, consequences. That's what I was saying. Like, uh, why I didn't well, like, like their 
arc. If, okay, Madhu just, like, busts through a wall, right? Like, that's his right. strength. Then he picks up these kids and slams them on the ground, and right. they should have, like, a sick concussion or, like, broken right. bones, and they just have, like... Oh, I'm gonna get up ten minutes later and run out and run out over here. I, I guess they're young and you I know just, their yeah. limbs are still malleable, but they should have been like fucked up, like brain damage. I think it's one of those things where, like I was saying, they it's hard to juggle this many characters in a show like this, and they just kind of got the short end of the stick this season. Um, so they just kind of need them. You know, they're obviously like you said, big characters and plot armor. So they just need them to stick around till the next season, and we're just, you know, yeah, let's just have them get in a fight, and then we won't really, you know, explain yeah. why. You know, I mean, they, they got bloody, and I did think that they right, really, right. really got it, as opposed to last season where they didn't get anything. Like they left right. without a scratch, basically. And this time they got rocked, but I think they got rocked too hard, where it was a little <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, a little bit. Where it was like, oh, they should be dead. Like he just snapped his spine. Like. So, uh, yeah. So, as an opposite to that, I, I really enjoyed the uh, subplot of um, Dustin and uh, uh, and Steve and and uh, and you know the new girl Robin and uh, the sister of um, uh, I forget she's a new character too the the little girl. Um, oh yeah, the part of the scoop troop. Yeah, with the with the two you know uh, flashlights on her helmet. I forget her name. Yeah. Uh, she was there. I love their little subplot because they're the ones that get to invade the Russian base. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, poor Steve and Robin get like true serumed. <laughs> oh, that dude, just, that was, just leads to some more hilarity. But funny. like also like the back I was the anxious. I was really I was having like anxiety at that moment on those moments. I was like, get it together, guys. God damn it. There's no time. It was awesome. Um very yeah. very cool oh i, I think her name I, I is erica sinclair is that erica yeah, yeah yeah erica yeah awesome. i just had to look it up real quick great little great their their subplot was probably the best of the season going back and she forth. was snappy too she was oh, real yeah. snappy. oh she held her own <laughs> it was great um let's see who was who was the other plot uh you know oh the the relationship um uh um was it mike and l right were they the ones they were the ones in the relationship mm-hmm. um yeah i love i love that whole thing uh just teenage romance you know <laughs> and i actually loved the it more with max and l but yeah Oh no, that's what I mean. Like the whole that whole little love triangle going on, and you know now you know Elle's realizing that like, oh well, I don't have to just have a boyfriend. I can have friends, you know, girl, friends that are girls, and they can teach me. Like it's it was cool that that little, and then they they're bickering, you know, the boyfriend and the the friend. It was it was great. And then yeah. the other uh, what's his name's trying like they're all trying to give him like dude advice how to get her back and i'm like oh this is just this is how it is it was, this is classic, like perfect. It was a classic yeah. kid sort of deal like yeah. oh yeah they're another they're a different species or <laughs> yeah, whatever different like species. Just, just like one of those like oh yeah they're from you know from venus or whatever like the classic like oh don't even try to understand them i was yeah i was, was laughing was cute. <laughs> yeah the the advice was very cute um Let's see what else. Oh, L losing her powers. We kind of touched on that a little bit. That was kind of. Yeah, what are they going to do for next season? Like, are they just going to. Yeah. Have well, I think they. Did they hint at it? Gone you know, for sure. They hinted at it in the final shot, right? Like, when she's. Well, not the final shot, but in the final sequence where they're leaving the house and she's, like, looking at. Uh, 
what was she looking at? She was looking at something. Like, I don't know if it was a Coke can or something, but she was remembering like, and she was still trying to like move it, but she couldn't. They'll probably give it back to her. Uh, the Coke can was uh, when she was digging through the trash oh, when they the were mall, still in the right? mall. Yeah, no. Right. When she was at the end scene, she was looking something in her closet. I think she was trying to get something down. So yeah. Mike had to come and grab it because he was taller than her. But yeah, I think she was still actively okay. trying and it kind of proved that, okay, no, she, she still can't use any of her powers yet. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they kind of nerf her for the next season and they have to just kind of rely on other ways to keep, uh, you know, the upside down from coming back. Instead Which of I just... like that because she's kind of old. She's OP. OP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they made but, her like super OP. But all of her scenes, they used, I, I think they did it well, where all of her scenes, they're kind of near the end of whatever, whatever episode she's in that she's using them in. And they're used to like really cool effect where you're like literally, I like I was cheering at one point. I was like, yeah, kill him. Like, mm-hmm. like the moment when um, they trap Billy in the sauna and he's oh, getting out. And was... she just goes, she just goes OP on him and like throws him through the walls. Like, yeah, damn it. Oh, do but more that was that. after <laughs> that she got choked out really badly, though. Right, right. After he so grabbed it shows her. that if she's not focusing or something or she's caught off guard, like she's like basically easy prey, you know? Or she's when just, they're, like, some kid. they're trapped in the cabin. And when she when she gets you know spiked through the leg and uh, she mm-hmm. just starts she she just loses it on the on the creature like and just rips its head in half. I was like, damn girl, you go. <laughs> it was so good. I loved all those scenes. I loved when we get to see all like at the height of her powers. Yeah, it's good, but uh, which will be interesting to see if if they nerf her next season. Um, and I think I think we covered. Yeah, all I was gonna say I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, great. Oh, great I wanted season. to say. Mm-hmm. I love talking about this. I'm, I'm glad that I can talk about it with somebody. <laughs> Me and Michelle have just kind of been chatting about it over text, but uh, it's all it's good to get our good to get our nice feel like the feelings out when you when you when you find somebody that's uh, passionate about something as cool as this. Um, Which is crazy because I hear that it's one of the most watched um, seasons on Netflix, like right now. Yes. Yeah. And it yeah. just came out, and it's already like. Breaking records. Yeah, breaking records. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll so, see. Unfortunately, Netflix, I think they use one outside uh, company to measure their metrics, but most of the time they they just kind of tell us, and it's like we have to take their word for it if it was. Like, yeah, that's the true. Stuff. I mean, I believe it though, but. <laughs> yeah, because they don't release it all the time. They don't say like some random, you know, movies like the exactly. biggest of all time. It's definitely very anticipated. So. I think the last time the, a show broke records for them, it was season two of Stranger Things, right? Kind of the same way. <laughs> I don't know if it was season two because it uh, maybe. I think it was. It, it might have been season one. Else. I don't know. But... but yeah, this is definitely their money maker. They're gonna keep throwing money at this thing until the duffers say no more. <laughs> I just hope, uh, as we saw with Game of Thrones, that uh, they don't go the route of the showrunners on that show where they get tired and uh, just start saying like, "All right, we need to end this," and then we get a terrible well season. the thing with that yeah. is that the you know the book wasn't written yet or whatever like the right, author right. wasn't really he wasn't in it anymore and then they didn't want to adapt right. something on their own so this, this is, is all a little bit content. different yeah. where you have the people who made it are on the same page as the people who are producing it, it. <laughs> yeah but yeah. it's going to be difficult to see them like, you know, like these kids are going to be like full on adults pretty soon so That's I think they saying. only have about one <laughs> season left of childlike wonder before it turns into like a well i think they originally said they wanted to go five seasons right but again like to your point man it's gonna be tough (laughs) unless they're gonna do a time jump that they could do with like children like next like this is this is it like after that like they're full-on like 
high school like adults pretty much yeah it'll be interesting to see i think they are gonna try to do five because it like the way it leaves us off you know we talked about that end scene where they pick the russian instead of the american they throw him in the cage we think it's a demo dog but then we realize no that's a full-on like straight-up demogorgon um and so it'll be interesting to see obviously the russians have found another way to into the upside down yeah or they just like took they like you know like maybe there's another opening down there or maybe they stole Uh, it you know so it'll be interesting i think the next season might be like a road trip episode which will be great another great 80s trope to use (laughs) like a road trip movie well it's gonna be Uh, 90s pretty soon i mean what was that that's true yeah i I don't know was uh i think it was 85 and then went to 86 because they did a time jump of one year right Right. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if they do a road trip movie like next next season. And then I think season five will be like, all right, we need to end it. This will be like the finale season. We'll you know, where we finally get a resolution. I don't know. At some point, somebody's got to go into the upside down and just set off like a nuclear bomb or something (laughs) like it's I kept thinking that this this season like, man, every like this dude, unless you kill the mind flayer somehow, he's just going to keep trying to come back. Like we've seen that like three times now. Can you even kill it though? Like ah, that's well, I think nothing short of a nuke. And if since it's technically parallel, like does that affect right. whatever? Like will it or maybe nuclear, that's like we'll come yeah. into the? You know, that's you know we'll explore that another time. I guess well, maybe we'll see. You know, how, uh, when has more to, information like, comes out, there's still yeah. like no spoiler <laughs> sort of deal going on. Elle's gonna have to go get her X Men friends, and they're yeah. gonna have to like, and they're gonna have to go into the Upside Down and just take yeah, everything. Yeah, you know down. what? I did not see any of her X Men friends though that they did from season two, so they're definitely saving them. Which is interesting because I heard there was a rumor that the one girl from last season was supposed to be in this, which I don't know if they cut her scenes or whatever because they of, probably just went a different direction. Yeah, interesting. All right, that was Stranger Things season three, guys. We loved it, obviously. Me and Katie can't say enough good things about it. Um, if you want to read her review, uh, go ahead and check it out on thatgeekshow.com. Share it, give it a like, give it a comment. All right, uh, we're going to go into the picks of the week, and then we'll wrap it up after that. All right, guys, let's uh, give our picks of the week here on the podcast is where we talk about something we've been playing, watching, reading, doing, etc. Just something that we kind of want to recommend to you guys uh, that we like that we think you should also go check out. Uh, Why don't we start with Dan? Okay, I changed mine up, by the way, from the one that I was going to say earlier. Okay. I know I I like (laughs) that and all, but I'm going to change it up a bit. I have to go with um, I'm playing Final Fantasy 14 online right now, and I love the Final Fantasy series, and I wasn't too sure if I'd like the uh, MMO version of the game, because right. usually that's where games stretch up too far. Um, but I've really been enjoying it, because the they just dropped a new expansion called Shadowbringers, and the essential like theme of Shadowbringers is that uh, throughout all the fe- rest of Final Fantasy XIV, you play as this warrior of light that's out to eradicate essentially the darkness and evil in the world. But Shadowbringers brings up a, a fact that you know, evil balances out light. So now you're in this world that is without darkness and you're pure light. So now you have to become this warrior of darkness to bring balance to it or else the world uh, universe is going to collapse on itself because there's no balance. So now you have to eradicate the light. 
And I thought that was just a, a really cool story and theme for once because you go throughout other games and you're this hero that just constantly fights evil for the most part. And what happens when there's no evil to fight? <laughs> well, I, they do a really good job of storytelling with that. And on top of that, all the classes are just really flashy and fun to play and watch. And I just enjoy it. You get a lot of references to the old Final Fantasy games. You get a lot of characters here and there that you see. Um as well as bosses that may have been bosses in other games. And it's just, if you love the Final Fantasy games and you have a PS4 or PC, I recommend giving it a shot just just for like nostalgia as is, and then you'll end up getting sucked in and enjoying just all of the, the fun nuances that the game in, uh, has. Cool. And it's on PC? I, I it's think, on right? PC and PS4, yeah. Okay, yep. Sony game. <laughs> yep. That makes sense. Cool. Check it out. Uh, Matt, what do you got? Um, I'm actually going to bring it back a bit, too. Um, I'm actually playing the Nathan Drake Uncharted collection right now for the first time ever. Um, I kind of missed the boat. (laughs) Yeah, I missed the boat when they came out initially because I only had an Xbox 360 at the time. Okay. Um, So I never got around to playing those. And then I guess I had a fire sale some months back on the PlayStation Store. And I got all three, I think, for like 15 bucks. So I finally started playing through them. Um, I'm in the middle of Uncharted 3, and I'm loving the entire thing. And I can't wait to get to 4. So that is my pick of the week, is Uncharted. Yeah, it's definitely a, definitely a fun series that's worth a revisit, especially with the news that... Tom, Tom Holland! Holland. <laughs> yeah, Tom Holland's... Uh, I'm not sold, but we'll see. <laughs> it's supposed to be young Nathan Drake, so even before I'm the still games. Not sold. Right, I'm like still a not sold. <laughs> I'm still not sold. I'm never going to try to sell young. you anything, Matt. <laughs> Good, because I'm not a, buying. Matt's a hard sell. <laughs> I am. <laughs> he doesn't even pay for Netflix. <laughs> I can't buy my book anymore. What a monster. I'm having just a blast with the games, and I kind of I kind of got burned out on how big a lot of these games are. I went straight from Red Dead Redemption 2, which is, I think, over 100 hours. I think I played for that one. And then um, right into Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I've already sunk about 160 hours into it, and I'm not even close to done. <laughs> and I'm just getting I'm getting burned out by all these just massively long games. And it's kind of fun to be able to wrap up a game in like 10 to 15 hours and kind of just have a fun, visceral experience. Um, so that's why I, I chose Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, if you can find it on the PS PS Store, go and go and check it out. If you have sorry Xbox, it. yeah, it's you know <laughs> PS PS exclusive, unfortunately. Yeah, well, Xbox <laughs> has got the uh, Gears of War franchise, so and Halo. Halo. Yeah, that's Halo. what's carrying them through. I mean, kind of. <laughs> Halo is. I don't know about Gears of War. Halo for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, Katie wants to go last. So I got two since I'm halfway through one and I finished another. Um, the first one we're going to talk about, uh, or we, we did talk about, excuse me, <laughs> I'm going into the future. <laughs> the first one we did talk about, we talked about Stranger Things. Uh, I loved it. Uh, season three, go go check it out. Um, but another one um, that I'm halfway through uh, and I'm loving it so far, it's a show on Amazon and you can watch it if you have Amazon Prime for free. It's called Good Omens. Uh, it's based on a book by Neil Gaiman. So if you like Neil Gaiman uh, and his writing and his and uh, his comedic, well, this <laughs> it really is a comedic style, and especially in this, it's dark humor. Um, you'll really like this show. Uh, it's about an angel and a demon uh, who've been best friends since the beginning of time, and uh, 
they've decided they have to stop the end of the world by preventing the Antichrist from coming into power, <laughs> who's an 11-year-old boy. So just based on that, uh, it, it's awesome. Uh, it, <laughs> it stars uh, a former doctor. Uh, doctor. doctor. Yeah. <laughs> One of the former doctors. Um, actually, it stars two BBC, uh, BBC uh, actors. Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say icons, but yeah, actors. Um, David Tennant, Michael Sheen. Um, and it's also got John Hamm in it who plays uh michael the archangel <laughs> it's, it's amazing you guys have to check it out especially if you have amazon prime there's no excuse not to uh it's hilarious i can't wait to see how it ends uh and if you like dark comedy like i like dark comedy you'll really enjoy this and like i said neil gaiman man give it a shot wasn't that the so, show people Eric, were boycotting yes uh it's the one one of the Catholic oh wait no one of the uh, yeah. they were doing a uh one of those things where they say, yeah, the petition for Netflix to cancel it, right? Yeah, they right. said yeah. Netflix <laughs> to cancel it. That was hilarious. <laughs> now, did you guys see the response from uh, from Amazon towards Netflix? They offered to go ahead and cancel Stranger Things yeah, for Netflix. They said, yeah, they said, if you cancel this, we'll cancel Stranger Things. <laughs> exactly. And Netflix was like, we will no longer be making Good Omens. <laughs> I was it's like, amazing. wow. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Love it. Yeah, so go yeah, check that out. That first... It's Good on drama. Amazon. It's yeah. it's fun. Have you guys watched it all? Anybody? I've not. No, I've seen a lot of things. I'm waiting for it to come out full season so I can binge it like a normal person. It is. It's all out. It is all out. Yeah, yeah. I'm only halfway through because I I, I had to stop and watch Stranger Things, so I'm gonna resume today. Oh, dude, I thought <laughs> it came out like only a couple months ago. Yeah, no, but they did the same thing as Netflix, where they just dropped the whole season in one shot. Oh, they never do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's new. It's all there. <laughs> Nice. Netflix, Amazon's got your number. Right. Honestly. They did that with The Tick, too, but I haven't caught up on The Tick yet. I only watched season yeah, one. But did exactly. they didn't, they drop the, yeah, didn't they drop The Tick? I have no idea, did they? That would be sad. Cause it was yeah, I think good. they did, and they were looking for someone to pick it up. That's I'll a bummer. It'll probably Hulu. be like Hulu. Hulu will pick it up. Yeah, they pick up everything. <laughs> All right, uh, Katie. We've been waiting a long time for this. It better be good. Oh, jeez. Okay, <laughs> well, now do I got? don't do want to. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no. You I'm hyped us up so much. No, no for sure. <laughs> you are hyping it. Now I don't want to go. No. All right, what do you got, Katie? It's fine. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, my pick of the week is going to be the anime Demon Slayer. It's still currently airing, but it came out in April. Uh, it is really good it has super amazing animation that right now they just uh last week they did a really cool like a uh, hand-to-hand combat sort of thing it's a shonen so it's oh. a lot of action nice uh, so this you know this kid he gets his uh you know the cliche uh, his whole family gets killed by demon sort of deal uh and then he goes and becomes a demon slayer but other than that, everything else is super just original and unique, and it's really, really well done and super pretty. I immediately thought of Sango when you said all of that from Inuasha. Interesting. She is becomes it like demon that? Sla- yeah, she becomes a demon <laughs> slayer. Her whole family gets killed by demons. So I guess a little bit like that, yeah. Nice. I haven't seen Inuyasha in a long time. Since it was on Adult Swim. <laughs> in a hot minute, that's it. Say. Yeah. Nice. All right. There's your picks of the week. And uh, if you want to interact with uh, us um, at all in any, any capacity or form, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, That Geek Show, all one word. Find us there and come have a conversation with us. Uh, for this podcast... 
you can download it anywhere podcasts are uh, distributed or sold just kidding they're free guys it's a free podcast uh, at spotify itunes uh google Podcasts, stitcher radio iheart radio all of the top ones um yeah just wherever you want to listen to it we're, we're free guys it's fun and um, give us a review give us a give us a review and let us know how we're doing because that helps us in the rankings all right that's it for us this week guys thanks for tuning in make sure to do all the things i just mentioned about the socials i mean it'll, it'll make us feel better and i feel like it'll make you feel like a better person in general I'm just I'm just saying. <laughs> All right guys, thanks again. Have fun. Uh stay geeky. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.